Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, June 17th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist in the world. You got a chance to hire the best dentist in the world. Why not do that? I did it 28 years ago. I've never turned back. I've never gone to another dentist. I never will. 317-849-2933 is the number. If you like the video, like the video. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz. A lot of people talking about Carson Wentz. People from Philadelphia don't believe Carson Wentz is capable of playing championship-level football. People in Indianapolis are buoyed by the hope that Carson Wentz has more championship-level football in him. And part of the reason is what happened last year, past his prologue, right? With Phillip Rivers, you felt like, woof, this is a guy who can no longer move, really couldn't move ever, either in the pocket or outside the pocket, and had a bit of a rag arm. He went 11-5 and last year and was within two and a half minutes of beating the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs to move to the uh, divisional round. Didn't get it done. However, it gives you hope that the Colts are going to be capable of doing something with a quarterback 10 years younger, a whole lot more mobile, and with a much, much stronger arm, if not necessarily the computer that Phillip Rivers has on top of his shoulders for the game of football. Here are some reasons to feel really, really good about Carson Wentz as the quarterback of the Colts, and then I'll give you a couple of reasons not to feel so good about him. So let's revel in the magic of the good and the optimistic stance where it comes to Carson Wentz. All right, these are his statistics in 2018, 19, and 20, or 2017, 18, and 19. All right, and this is the Carson Wentz that the Colts want. In 18, he completed 60.2% of his passes for 3,296 yards, 33 touchdowns, uh, seven interceptions, a passer rating of 101.9, and a QBR that led the NFL 78.5. In 18, all right, completed 69.4% of his passes for 3,074 yards, 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 102.2 passer rating, and a 62 QBR in 2019. If you'll allow me to share more numbers with you, all right? A passer rating of 93, which isn't great, but it's not bad. A QBR of 62.8. He completed 64% of his passes for over 4,000 yards. Those are good things. You love the seven interceptions, right? A lot of touchdowns. Not so many interceptions. You feel good about that. Plus, over the last four years, he's rushed for 81 first downs. That's 81 more first downs than Phillip Rivers rushed for last year. Carson Wentz, when he's right, can play football. When he mitigates mistakes and you get only the positive out of Carson Wentz, it is a really good thing for the Indianapolis Colts. And if you get that Carson Wentz, the Carson Wentz who understands how to avoid negative plays instead of just selling out to get positive plays, 
you've got a shot to win a championship. Now, on the negative side, over the last five years, over his five years as an NFL quarterback, Carson Wentz has fumbled the ball 58 times. He's recovered 29 of them, so that's pretty good, but a bunch of fumbles. And why does he fumble the ball? Because he holds onto the ball too long. He doesn't know when to muck plays. He doesn't know when to say, enough is enough. I'm throwing the ball out of bounds. I'm going to take second and 10 and beat you second and 10, rather than accepting a sack and having it be second and 16, or strip sack, or throw an interception. You got no when to muck your hand. You got no when you got to lose. All right? And, And mitigate the loss that that play is going to represent. Sometimes football games are lost instead of won, right? And you don't want a quarterback who's going to lose you football games. Carson Wentz is a quarterback who can lose you football games because he refuses to lose a play. That's Carson Wentz. So Colts, they need all the good Carson Wentz they can get, and they need the bad to go from here to here. And that's the job of Frank Reich and Marcus Brady the offensive coordinator. They got to tinker with a hard wiring up here with Carson Wentz in the way that they did with Andrew Luck back in 2018. Andrew Luck had arguably his best season as a quarterback in 2018, his final season as a quarterback. You know what? Colts were pretty good. Luck was pretty good because what did he do? He got rid of the damn football when he was in the pocket. And you've got to be able to do that. You hold on to it too long you're going to give it to the other guys. If Wentz can keep those fumbles, reduce those fumbles from an average of, sheesh, about 12 per season and in losing about five per season, if he can take that number and cut it in half, you've got a really good chance to win a lot of games. And instead of being down three with two and a half left with a ball deep in your own territory and no chance to move it into a place where you're going to be able to kick a game-tying field goal in the playoffs, you're going to have a chance because Carson Wentz is the kind of guy then who's going to go high risk, high reward, and either win you the game or have the game taken away from you by your opponent. Carson Wentz can get that done in a way that Phillip Rivers couldn't. Now, can he do the other stuff that Phillip Rivers could? That's the question. U.S. Open starts today at Torrey Pine South. Can't wait. Love major, you know what I love best is, uh, is watching during the day. Fantastic. And you get to watch during the night because this is on the West Coast and play isn't going to wrap up before like 9 or 10 o'clock at night. I can't wait to watch this thing, and I think Victor Hovland is going to win this tournament. Victor Hovland is built to win U.S. Opens. Phil Mickelson is not. Phil Mickelson doesn't like Torrey Pine South. They talk about how this is his home course. Yeah, before the redesign in 2001, he loved Torrey Pines. He does not love it anymore. This is his 30th U.S. Open and really his last best chance to perhaps win a U.S. Open. He's coming off that win at the PGA at the age of 50. Look, nobody's won uh, other than Phil because he won the PGA. Nobody has won a major after the age of 50. All right, Julius Boris, before... Phil Mickelson in 1968 won the PGA at the age of 48. He's going to try to win two majors in the same year 
after turning 50. That just doesn't happen. It's inconceivable from an odds perspective that Phil Mickelson would be able to win this tournament. I think Victor Hovland, at the age of, what is he, 23? I think he's due. He's finished 13th and 12th the last two U.S. Opens. He's a guy built to win U.S. Opens. I'm picking, uh, picking Victor Hovland. There's not a lot of money on Victor Hovland, and that he's going to give you a good payout for a, a kind of minuscule investment. Love Victor in this tournament. Last night, with 9.22 left in the third quarter, the Atlanta Hawks were down 26 to the Philadelphia 76ers in a pivotal Game 5 of their seven-game series to move forward to the Eastern Conference Finals. I turned it off. I was like, they're down 26. There's no chance they're going to win. It's 70-44. What am I doing with my time? There's got to be something better for me to do. You know what happened? The Atlanta Hawks went haywire. They win the game by three. They outscored the 76ers from that point forward, 65-36. They win that game unbelievably, 109-106. Trey Young was fantastic. Lou Williams was fantastic. Nate McMillan was fantastic. How about Nate? Can't win the big one. Can't win in the postseason. Really? He's one win away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Where's Nate Bjorkren? Nate Bjorkren's at home counting his money. Sometimes you just got to say thank you and move on to the next season, and that's exactly what the Pacers should have done with Nate McMillan. Said thanks. You know what? Yeah, we've had some postseason bad luck. Doesn't mean that Nate McMillan's a bad coach. Wound up giving Nate to the Atlanta Hawks and hiring another Nate who couldn't win in the regular season. So you didn't go to the playoffs, and you're happy about this? What are you doing? Goodness sake, I love that Nate McMillan is achieving this success. I think it's fantastic. Clippers won last night. Paul George was pretty good. Paul George after the game, typical self-important Paul George bloviation. You know, I knew I had to come up big with Kawhi out. Yeah, did you? That's why you've played in so many conference finals since 2014, which is none, zero, donut. Don't tell me what you know. I know what you know. Um... So the Clippers are up 3-2 against the Jazz. If Mike Conley can find his way back, Jazz have a chance. If he can't, boy, the other guys, Donovan Mitchell is going to have to play out of his mind to win a game six against Clippers. Uh, Cubs lost last night 6-3. Jacob deGrom was unbelievable for the Mets through three. Retired all nine batters he faced. Only one guy put the ball in play. That was Anthony Rizzo with a deep fly to right. Other than that, it was K's and K's and K's, and he looked like Kerry Wood out there before his shoulders stiffened, and he had to come out after three. Uh, I watched a White Sox game yesterday. I got to tell you, I really enjoy watching the White Sox. What's wrong with me? What do I need to do? Who do I need to see about this? I don't need to enjoy watching the White Sox. Jason Benetti and Steve Stone are unbelievably good as a broadcast duo. And, and the White Sox are playing great baseball under Tony La Russa, who I know is as old as Methuselah, but you know what? Age is not a detriment to intellect. It's not. Tony La Russa was a terrific hire. He's, he's the second winningest manager in the history of baseball. You don't think he knows his way around a ballpark and how to manage a team? Best record in baseball, the Chicago White Sox. That tells you a little bit of something about Tony La Russa as he approaches his late 70s 
for goodness sake. Zach Eady of Purdue, Purdue basketball, he's been invited to try out for the Canadian national team, both the Olympic team and the uh, U19 team for the FIBA World Cup. Good for Zach Eady. The more highly competitive basketball he can play, the better he's going to be for Purdue this season. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Uh, Luke Recker, the great Luke Recker, celebrating a birthday, a shooter of many shots and a good shooter. Uh, Tom Tui, happy birthday. Todd Esquivel, happy birthday. Victor Oberhausen, happy birthday. Jim Grimes, Brandy Raymer, the great Ashley Downey, happy birthday. Brandon Adams, Joe Charbonneau, second day in a row we've had an American League Rookie of the Year. As a Facebook friend celebrating a birthday yesterday, it was Wally Joyner. Today, the great Joe Charbonneau, who used to be able to, I don't know if he still does, but open beer bottles with his eye socket. How about that for a party trick? Uh, and Matt Gaston, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. It is an absolutely gorgeous day. You know what? This is why God gave you sick days. Get out on the golf course. Enjoy yourself. Take a personal sanity day and, and get out, bang a little white ball around.